this album, man, it's, it is absolutely sick. So I'm excited to, to hear that. Hey, how, how many of you excited to be in the house of God face to face? To face? face-to-face. It's, it's wonderful. Uh, I'm in a series right now called You Ask For It because uh, that's, that's exactly where it was birthed from uh, over our Easter weekend. You asked for it. And today I'm going to be talking about parenting. Parenting uh, 101 or call it parenting of the 21st century or parenting in 2020. I don't care what you call it, but how many of you know that parenting can be a bit challenging? And I want to talk to you about that today because the Word of God speaks to that. I, I, I kind of like this guy. Uh, I, I better not say that because you'll watch him and then get offended or something like that. And that's not, that's not my heart in the, in, in the matter. But there's this comedian called Jim Gaffigan. And he, he's a pretty funny dude. You know what I'm saying? And he said this, you want to know what it's like having a fourth kid? Imagine you're drowning and someone hands you a baby. And so I want to pray as we dive into the word. Now, let me, let me just encourage you with something. You're like, well, I don't have kids. Well, there's a, there's a possibility that one day you're going to have kids. Yep. Uh, you may say, well, uh, my kids are grown. Well, you may have grandkids one day. You may work with other kids. Come on, somebody. Uh, parenting is vital. You may be a parent spiritually, a spiritual mom and dad in the house of God, and parenting is so vital these days. So pray with me as we dive into the word. Father, just thank you for your word, God, and, and I, I just thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're here. Would you say this with me, church? Holy Spirit, we welcome you right now to wreck our life, to put our life together, to renew our mind, to transform us. So Holy Spirit, have your way today. You're our true north, you're our comforter, you're the spirit of truth, and we just ask God that you speak to each and every one of us as we open your word. Father, just highlight those things that you would want to highlight in our individual lives in Jesus' name. And everyone said, there are absolute giants in the land in order to take out your family and your children. I want to tell you that right now. David was faced with a giant. And uh, his name was Goliath, and he had five stones. He, he all, he, all he needed was one, but he had five. And I, I'm thinking about the five, and it's been said that he had five because of the unknown. You don't know what's going to happen after Goliath. Maybe that six-toed, six-fingered Goliath is going to come out, one of Goliath's kinfolks. Or maybe the Philistines are going to just kind of ambush David. But I'm going to tell you right now, I want to give you five smooth stones in the area of parenting uh, today because you need to be able to slay the, the giants before they slay your kids. You need to be able to slay the unknown. I'm a, I'm a Steeler fan, and I know that most of you are, praise God. <laughs> just teasing. Count Denver and Hawks and about everybody but the Steelers, but Steelers are known for running the ball up the gut. I mean, we'll just two, three yards, give it to the butts back in the day, going to run it up the gut. What's your point with that, J.O.? My point is, is that sometimes don't always play defense trying to put the fire out in your kid's life. Play offense, run it up the gut. Come on, somebody. Put the fire out before it begins. I want you to see it's a principle that David used. It says this in 1 Samuel 17, 40. It says, then he, that's David, took staff in hand 
and he chose for himself five smooth stones. You know, you, you, you thought that uh, uh, one, one rock and roll band came up with this song, but I'm going to tell you David came up with the song. He went over, he picked up five smooth stones, and he began to sing, we will, we will rock you. That's, that's the author of that song right there. Just teasing. Picked up five smooth stones from the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag. You need to put them, pick them up today, put them in your little bag, in a pouch which he had, and his sling was in his hand. And look what he did, about six words. And he drew near. Say that with me, drew near. He run the ball right up the gut. He didn't wait for the uh, uh, Goliath to overtake him, old jungle breath. No, he run the ball right up the gut and to the Philistine. So sometimes you don't always play, you know, defense, wondering what's going to happen. Understand that there's giant, invisible giants in the land, and we're going to hit on a few of those today that I think that you need so you can take them out before they get to your kids. My first stone today to take out the giant is be there. We'll dive into it. What does that mean? Be there. Say that with me. Be there. I want to read a scripture for you today out of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy is one, definitely one of my favorite books of the Bible. And this, this scripture, Deuteronomy 31.6, is a wonderful parenting scripture for you today. You can say, well, J.L., you know, my, my kid's like three years old. I'm going to tell you right now, prophesy with my eyes open. Before you turn around, they're going to be 13. And when they turn 13, you better already know what you're doing. You feeling me? Deuteronomy 13, 6. Beautiful parenting scripture. Feel this. Be strong and of good courage. I can just preach that right there, parenting. Be strong and of good courage. I'm going to tell you right now, parents, you better be strong and of good courage. Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid. Do not fear. Do not... Uh, let me, let me back up. I get too excited. Do not fear, nor be afraid of them. Now, this is, this is uh, uh, Moses and Deuteronomy, and of course, it's talking about taking out nations and, 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 and God taking over the land and so forth and so on, taking out the enemy. But I want to tell you right now, with you as a parent, be strong and do not be afraid of them. Who is them? It could be don't be afraid of the giants in the land, the invisible giants. Don't be afraid of your children. Don't be afraid of your children's friends. Don't, don't be afraid of that dude that's trying to date your 14-year-old. Come on, somebody. Don't be afraid. Be strong and courageous for the Lord, your God, he is the one who goes with you. Parenting, parents, he's with you. He's, he's for you. And I want you to listen to this one really good. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Now, how many of you have heard that before? You're convinced that God will never leave you nor forsake you. Put your right hand up if you believe that today. That's wonderful. Now, let me say this. The confidence that you have that God is not going to leave you nor forsake you, that needs to be the confidence that your kids have in you. Did you hear that? You're like, man, I know God made a covenant with me. He will never leave me nor forsake me. He's for me. Your kids need, that's why it's called be there. 
They need to know that you are always good. To the best of your ability, if you want to put some, if you want to instill some rocks in the foundation of your kids, man, they never question. They know that mom and dad's got my back. Grandpa and granddaddy got my back. They are for me. I can turn to them like God is for me. God's not going to leave me. My parents ain't going to leave me. I guarantee you that. Are you feeling that? No matter what season it's in. No matter if they're in junior high or high school, or if it's vacationing, or if it's a sport, or whatever it is, you need to be able to instill inside of them that you are there for them. Now, this is what's got to take place. There is a principle of the cross that's involved when it comes to parenting. What do you mean by that? There is a cross principle. I want to read this scripture, very common scripture. Listen to it. But apply it to your parenting today. It says this in, in Matthew 10, 38 through 39. And he who does not take up his cross and follow after me, he is not worthy of me. How many of you heard this scripture before? Very common, amen? He who finds his life will lose it, and he who loses his life for my sake will find it. What's that got to do with parenting? When you are a parent... You have to take up the cross of parenting. And it's no longer about you. As a parent, if you want to be successful in parenting, I think that you have to deny yourself. Pick up your cross. So the very first giant you slay today is the giant of selfishness in our own hearts. you got to cut the head off. Of, if you're going to be a successful parent, now feel me today. Two dead parents are amazing parents. Dead? What are you talking about? Dead, dead. I'm not talking about physically dead. I'm talking about dead to the world, dead to self, dead to all their rights. All of a sudden, North Idaho, man, I hear it all the time. Oh, I got rights. I got rights. You're like, rights? I got the, I got the right to do You need to be careful with that because my Bible says I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. You better watch. Even as a Christian believer, you better watch the right thing. Are you, are you feeling me? So denying yourself, den picking up your cross, your parenting cross. I'm not saying put your kids on a pedestal. I'm not saying make them an idol, but I am saying that when you're a parent, they need to have your undivided attention. You need, all oh, jail, the world's going to raise them up. You know, third grade teacher's going to raise them up. Just kind of, don't they just kind of raise up on their own, just kind of uh, osmosis raise up? If you think that way, I got news for you. You are absolutely thinking wrong. You have to be intentional in raising up your kids. And if you're going to raise up your kids, you have to take on the principle of the cross. You're not, all, you're not any longer just living for yourself. Of course, take up the principle to serve Jesus. But it's also a cross principle if you want to see your kids successful. Slay the giant of selfishness today. My wife has always been very good with that, spending time with my kids. Earlier in the, uh, in, when my kids were really young, we lived in uh, Meridian, Boise area. I was a youth pastor on staff at this big church, and all of a sudden I'm just pr trying to prove myself, working my tail off hours and hours. And I remember one pastor pulled me aside and said, hey, here's some money, take your wife for a date, we're going to watch your kids. And it was just because, man, I, 
I was overwhelmed with ministry, and I became that kind of like cats in the cradle daddy. How many of y'all remember the 70s song? Cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. Little boy blue and the man in the moon. When you're coming home, dad, I don't know when, but we'll get together then, son. I know we'll have a good time. And the whole story is about a dad that's always going to be with the dad. He's always going to be home with the, with the kids. We're going to play baseball. We're going to do this. And all of a sudden, the tides turn, and the kid goes to school, and all of a sudden, he got the keys to the car, and he's married. Now the, now the dad wants to hang out with the son, and the son's like, I love you, dad. Thanks for calling, but I don't got time right now. And the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon. Little boy blue. And, are you feeling me? You don't want to be a cat in a cradle parent. Come on, seize the moment. Come on, slay the giant of selfishness. You know, my family, my kids don't know anything but a family night on Monday night. We even practice, practice this to this day. It may look a little different now, but we have a family night. You can't allow selfishness to destroy your parenting. You've got to slay that giant. The next one. Stone number two, train up, teach up, raise up, and speak up. Train up, come on, train up, teach up, raise up, and speak up. You are their only parent, and God's put you in that position of authority to raise up your kids. Deuteronomy, here's another beautiful scripture when it comes to Deuteronomy. What giant are you talking about slaying, J.O.? I'm talking about slaying the secular culture giant in your kid's life. The secular culture giant. What, what is a secular culture? It's a, to me, it's a culture that does not know Jesus. Jesus is not in the culture. His ways are not in the culture or uh, the ways are so twisted that it's not biblical anymore. It's a secular thinking, secular culture. There is a giant that is really nice looking, a giant that is very seductive, and a giant that will sneak in and absolutely put cyanide in your drink to destroy you. You need to slay the giant of secular culture. Listen to the scripture, Deuteronomy 6, 6 and 7. It says, and you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. Repeat them, and I'm going to exaggerate here just for a minute. Repeat them again and again and again and again and again and again and again. This is how you train your kids. And again and again. Some of you already know what I'm talking about because you've been in COVID. And again and again and again. It's like jail is like almost dog training. Dog training, exactly. And again and again. And again, and again, and again. It says, repeat them again, again to your children. Talk about them when you're at home and when you're on the road and when you're in, go to bed and when you're getting up. What does that mean, J.O.? You're training them 24-7. It ain't all of a sudden, oh, we're going to have a parenting day. Oh, it's parenting hour. Man, you think that way right there, your kids, you gonna be, your family will be jacked up sideways. Come on, dads, don't be snarling at me today. You need to listen to me. 24-7. Training up, raising up, slaying that secular giant. Radian and I, you know, 
We did our very best with the kids. Did we fall short all the time? But I'm going to tell you right now, we were on it again and again and again and again. If you think this thing happens on your own or on their own, I tell you, that's not parenting. Listen to the scripture that Paul speaks of in Philippians 4.9. He says this. He's not talking about parenting exactly, but it's a beautiful scripture. He says this. The things you learned and received and heard in me and saw in me these things these do and the god of peace will be with you now listen to that for a minute the things that you learn i'm going to tell you right now your kids are always learning from you all the time good when you don't want them to learn from you you know you know when you did all that just throwing down and you ain't fighting fair with your wife stuff flying out your mouth they they learning they're like where'd you learn that word where you learn that word where'd you learn that word right they learning they receive from you good bad and ugly listen they hear every they have 22 ears on their head 22 ears. They're, they're full of ears. Man, I'm telling you, there was a nothing in our house that Seth didn't hear. It's like he was the ear man. It was like, Seth, he heard it all. And they got 40 eyeballs. They see it all. Are you feeling me? Seth, let me give you an example. How, 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 how does this look practically? when it comes to kids it could look a hundred different ways but i'm going to tell you one way it looked in our house seth was in college he was going to whitworth and nothing again whitworth college college you bring young adults together and you know you have some secular worldviews and liberal and what have you and seth started coming home on the weekend and all of a sudden i was hearing some stuff like i'm like Oh, heck no. You ain't bringing that stuff up in here, boy. And we would turn into, like, Seth knows how much I love him. I'd do anything for him. This is him. Our weekends would turn into debates. So big that my wife and daughter, they'd be like, we are out of here. We're leaving the living room. What, what was you doing? I, there's no way that I'm going to drink the Kool-Aid. I ain't drinking the Kool-Aid, Joe. You can't drink the Kool-Aid of the secular culture. It's red. It's sweet. It tastes good going down. And I tell you what, it will rot your bones out. You need to be discerning and you need to know what the, the, the Kool-Aid of the culture is. And listen to me. Sometimes you can't just be your, your, your son and daughter's buddy. I'm their parent before I'm their buddy. And there's a lot of buddy, buddyhood going on. I don't know if that's a word. There's a lot of buddiness going on. I don't know if that's a word. There's a lot of buddy happening, and you need to be a parent. And you need to discern that. And you need to have the debates. You need to talk. I don't care what it takes. Do it in love, but do your best in order to not allow that secular. You've got to slay the secular giant in your, in your family's life. What did Jesus always face with when the enemy came after him? The enemy was trying to twist the scriptures, right? Are you with me? Always. He's, he's the same devil. 
And he's still trying to do that today, twist the scriptures in order to absolutely uh, destroy our lives. Listen to this scripture, 2 Timothy 4, 3 through 4. It says, for the time will come. I'm going to tell you right now, I prophesied the time is now. The time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But according to their own desires. Because they have itchy ears, they heap for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned into, they will turn aside to fables. That fables is like fantasies, things that's just not true. Young people, you need to be aware of this. I don't care, young adults, I don't care if you're 12, you need to be aware of this because I'm telling you, this culture is, we, it's laced. Our culture is laced. Hebrews 13, 9 says, do not be carried about with various and strange doctrines. I don't have the right to fit my life and cause the doctrines of God, the sound doctrines of God, to, 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 to try to fit my life, to twist the doctrines of God to fit my life. No, my life is to fit sound doctrines. The truths of God's word. Are you, are you listening to me today? You have to discern this, parents. It's so, uh, it's so vital. My life is to fit sound doctrine. I'm to deny myself. What did it say in that scripture? Own desires? Mm -mm. Not my own desires. I want God's desire. My kids have got to have God's desires, not their own desires. So it's so vital that we, we, we don't... Listen. I'm not going to go by my feelings and create a doctrine according to how I feel. I tell you, I'll put it like this. Can I just lay it out? I was born a man. Right? I was born a man. That is God's design for me, and that is God's destiny for me. I don't have the choice of being anything other than a man. So if your kids are drinking that juice, I told you from the beginning you got to be strong and courageous. You have to be strong and courageous in order to straighten out every crooked path in their life, like John the Baptist. you got to speak the truth in love. Listen, I don't have the right to take life from the womb to the tomb. God numbers people's days. That's not a choice for me. I can't go to another nation and go, well, this nation right here serves this God, and therefore, because of this culture, that's okay, they can serve that God. No, 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 no. Jesus is the way, the truth. He's not a way. He's not a truth. He's not a life. He is the way, the truth, the life. Are you feeling me? This is what I mean by a secular culture. You've got to slay the dragon. We have a Bible. It's the word of God, basic instruction before leaving earth. Listen to me. America thinks that the Bible, 24% of America thinks that the Bible is real and it's the word of God, 24%. This church and this pastor right here, I believe from Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, Proverbs, with Proverbs, Psalms, Revelation, you name it, every word of the Bible is God's flawless word. Every, it is the, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Are you, are you feeling me? See, if you don't stand up for God's word, it's going to absolutely tweak and pervert your faith. Contend for the faith by contending for the word of God. Why? Because the, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Are, are you following me? Contend for the word of God. Don't, you got to be able to, to discern where your kids are coming from 
and help them parenting. See, I about used my whole time on those two rocks right there. <laughs> Just two stones. I'm going to hit these next three real quick, okay? Can I do that? Just like boom, boom, boom. Just to get them out. Number three, poking the bear. Poking the bear. This is to fathers because the Bible addresses this to fathers. You'll find it in Colossians and in Ephesians where it says, Fathers, do not provoke your children. Don't poke the bear. Don't poke. Is it that serious? I got two pictures, one of uh, Seth and I getting ready to go see um, Portland Trail Blazers and another time we're fishing and he's holding, he's a little bitty guy, holding up fish. And in both pictures, I remember him crying in trailblazers he's got makeup but right through here the makeup's kind of mo- missing because he had been crying you know why because daddy had been a jerk <laughs> out of my immaturity and out of my own anger and what people might think about me or my kids i would provoke seth and it was absolutely wrong i don't have time to dive into this today but it's two daddies because i i think daddies we need to grow up be mature put on your big underwear right and don't provoke your kids. Is that fair? We good with that? So you got to slay, you got to slay the giant of anger in your life. Number four, keep it real. What, what giant are you slaying? Here's the giant. The giant of hypocrisy. You, you need to hear that. The giant of hypocrisy, if you want your children to serve Jesus, you have to slay the giant of hypocrisy in your house. If they see you do something and it doesn't line up with your words, that can, now we all fall short, but hear me on this. You will bring great confusion to your, your kids. Your kids need to absolute consistency. If they, if, they, if they see you doing one thing and in church, another thing I'm going to tell you right now, you'll lose your kids and they won't come back to the church probably for a very long time. You need to slay the giant of hypocrisy. Values, this is about a man, what a man, it's not about what you say, it's about what you do. Values. A man values what he does and he does what he values. Not this right here. Not this. Your kids, no, no, no. Your kids learn from what they see, not by what you command and try to tell them to do all the time. Listen, you got to slay. Oh, I don't want you sleeping around. Well, are you sleeping around? I don't, you better not, I better n- never catch you do, seeing porn. Well, what's on, your, what's, on, what's, on, what's on your laptop, daddy? Are you feeling me? You're going to jack your kids up. You got to slay the giant of keep it real in your house keep it transparent and this is my last one landmark landmark what do you mean by landmark whenever I, whenever I go hunting I sometimes look for landmarks so I don't get lost I look for a tall peak or these rocks or maybe this river or what have you I got a GPS and a topographical map and compass all that stuff but, but, but sometimes I want a landmark Landmarks are so vital. Your kids need to have a landmark in their life. And what's the landmark you're talking about? Listen to me. The landmark that I speak of today is the church. 
I see a lot of the older generation, the Moseses and the Aarons and the, and the, and the Miriams, and man, they real committed to the church. But all of a sudden, the younger generation, not so much. And I just want to encourage you, younger generation with younger kids, because I've been there with younger kids. Make sure you slay the giant of lack of discipline. They need that landmark. Listen to this, listen to this scripture when it talks about uh, landmarks. Proverbs 22, 28. Let this get in your heart. Do not remove the ancient landmark which your father has set. Our fathers have went before us and set this landmark of the church. And I think it's so vital. How, how many of you missed the church during COVID? Right? I got, I got friends here all the way from the Tri-City right here on the second row right there. Man, you know, I know their pastor very, very good. Their pastor's Pastor Matt, Pastor Lisa. We're really good friends with them. They come over here to join church today because Washington still ain't doing church kind of like this right now. That's going to change. You heard our president, what have you. But here's my point. There was a, there's something about coming to church face-to-face, human human beings, people making a joyful noise, because everybody ain't singing good all the time, but making a joyful noise into the Lord, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and together, we're the, you know, we're the Spirit of God, there is freedom, we know the Spirit of God is here, because we're two or more gathered in His name, He's there. Listen, to there's something about church, make sure, listen, we need all the help we can get when it comes to parenting, it's not just about you and your husband, but you need the church, the community to come around you and help you in your parenting. Listen to the scripture today. Not forsaken the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much more as you see the day approaching. Won't you stand to your feet today? I know I went through really fast the three last, but I think you got the spirit of it. Parents, if I could put it in a nutshell. You need to be discerning. Everything I say today, I hope that you don't take it out of a, because I get, it's very easy to get accused of this, like being mean-spirited or you don't like, how many of you know that I can absolutely disagree with you on something and still love you? Me and my wife, we be disagreeing, man. I still love her. Me and Seth, we disagree on some stuff. Me and Bobby, we'd be disagreeing on some stuff. Still love, still like. Man, listen, you can disagree and still love somebody. Don't, don't, call, it, don't call it prejudice. Or don't, don't call it hatred. That's not true. We just happen to know that this, the truth sets people free. Don't, don't agree with your kid's deception. If you agree with your kid's deception, you will empower their deception and you will, man, you're going to jack their life up. you got to speak the truth in love and go, I love you, but that ain't right, man. That's, that you drinking the Kool-Aid. You sipping it. You sipping the Kool-Aid. No. Don't do it. Amen. 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 Let me pray for you. If you're here today and you're just, we're not doing upfront altar calls yet, even though we're doing altar calls, you know what I'm saying? 
If you're here and you're like, I'm a parent and I'm just struggling in the area of parenting, I just want to pray with you right now, wherever you are. Would you just slip your hand up? You're like, man, I need, yeah, 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 go ahead. Yeah. Put, if, you, if you have your hand up, go ahead and put it on your chest. Let me pray for you as a parent right now. Father, I lift up every person that raised their hand. Matter of fact, I lift up every parent here, every grandparent. Father, that you would give them great wisdom. Holy Spirit, our true north, that you would lead and you guide them. You would bless them, Lord, like we sing. You would shine your face upon them, favor them from family, generation, kids after kids after kids. Father, I just pray the blessing of the Lord over them that makes one rich and has no sorrow. Be their portion. Anoint them for parenting, God. Holy Spirit, be the voice behind them that says, go this way and go that way and do this and do that and don't say that and don't do that. Not poking the bear and, and being discerning to the culture they live in, Father. Bless the parents. Bless them. Lead them. Oh, the Bible says, for the lack of knowledge, people perish. Father, let them get understanding in Jesus' name. With your head bowed and closing today, you may be here or online and you don't know Christ. Maybe you've walked away from Jesus. I want to let you know today, listen to me real good, this is your day, this is your day, this is your day. God loves you like crazy. You're the best thing since sliced bread, man. How do I know that? Because God, he says it in his word, for God so loved the world, he did the greatest thing. He sent his son. Woo! He sent his son to die for you. Why? For your sins that separates you from God. He loves you. He loves you online. You in South Carolina or Ohio or Kentucky or Europe or Germany or Russia, wherever you are, he loves you, and that's, that's a done deal. And how will you respond to his love? Well, he's done it all, and he says this, believe. He says, receive. The Bible says, if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, he's Lord, you will be saved. That's vital. That's vital. He makes you a new creation when you come to know him. So if you're here in this room and you don't know him or you've walked away from him, I want to pray with you right now. If you're online, I want you to pray with me right now. Church, you just pray with me too. It might encourage someone next to you, amen? Let's pray. Jesus, I need you. I'm a sinner. I've made mistakes, and I'm very sorry. And I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart. I give you the reins of my life. I ask that you take control. Jesus, I say, you are my Lord today. You are my Savior today. I tell you, devil, I'm no longer yours. I belong to Jesus. You are my Lord, my King, my God. I receive your salvation and your forgiveness and your love. Thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. With your head bowed right where you are, if you said that in this room today, for the first time or coming back in. Would you raise your hand right now just wherever you are just say, you know, that was me. There's a gentleman right there. Go to him. Anybody else? That was me. Anybody else? We've had people every gathering give their life to Christ this weekend. If you're online, make sure right now just email us. Amen. Come on. Go ahead. Put it in there. Let us know. 
Father, we just thank you for what, what you're doing at Heart of the City Church. In Jesus' name, amen.